Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus hello how do you think they say hello in switzerland i should have found that out before i uh, did the podcast so I could have said hello to everybody with my Swiss accent, but I'm assuming it's something like "allo." I am doing this alone from a hotel room in Davos, Switzerland. I'm at the World Economic Forum. I came here all by my lonesome to host a um, a party that Skybridge, our company, throws every year while we're here. But normally it's me and Anthony doing our host and hostess thing, and I am doing the whole thing solo. I'm trying to represent the whole group today by myself, so wish me luck, um, especially because I'm so tired. I flew overnight, so I missed the um, Celebrity Big Brother premiere, which was such a bummer because I was literally hopping on the plane while it was airing. Um, And so I flew overnight over the Atlantic, and... For those who know me, know that I'm, even though I fly probably three to four times a month, I am the worst flyer in history, and I think every flight is my last one. So last night I had basically a seven-hour panic attack over the Atlantic Ocean and had nobody to dig my nails into because normally I just, like, claw Anthony while I have a heart attack. But I couldn't do that because I didn't nobody know anybody on the flight. So anyway, I made it over here this morning. I checked out the sh- I streamed um, the premiere and saw what my man was up to, and I bear I like literally cried tears of laughter at his um, purple pimp suit and him swinging on that humongous swing without even moving and catching or catching a drop of water for those who didn't watch it it was a um a stunt that they had to do to not get knocked out of the uh the house and anthony and his partner dina lohan made absolute uh laughing stocks of themselves so i love that made my night my morning i should say and um I hustled my way up to the hotel after I checked that out in the car, and here I am at the hotel. So I'm uh, recording this from my hotel room, 
and I'm wondering what Anthony's doing right now. He's in sunny California, and I'm in the Swiss Alps. So here we are again apart. And um, what I did was, I thought it would be funny, when we were packing up to ship him off, I felt like I was shipping him off to, like, summer camp where I was never going to speak to him again. Uh, I recorded a little uh, blurb asking him how he felt about being phone-free and family-free and disconnected from the outside world for three weeks. And um, here's a little bit of went down, of what went down. We sound like crazy people. We're packing him up to leave for the celebrity Big Brother house in Los Angeles. And so he's about to leave our family and go off for three weeks to be without a phone, no contact, full no contact with us. And um, so I'm curious to know before he leaves, I'm going to ask him right now, his thoughts and feelings on that. If he's going to have a huge void or if he's joyful. So hold on. So Anthony, you're leaving us for three weeks. How do you feel about this? Well, if you're listening to this, it means that the premiere of Celebrity Big Brother was already on, and hopefully some of you watched it, uh, and hopefully I had a lot of fun uh, having my role inside that, playing myself inside the Big Brother house. But basically, <laughs> playing what, what I'm what I'm looking forward to, um, other than the fact that uh, I won't be able to talk to Deirdre or the kids, I'm looking forward to actually not having the phone, and I'm looking forward to the experiment to see if the phone is really just subsuming all of our personalities. And mm-hmm. so maybe Big Brother can do a cross-promotional, <laughs> you know, put the phone down. You know, Big or Big Brother says put the phone down. So let's see. Or maybe I'll be scratching at the glass of the house, banging <laughs> like a wolf, uh, begging for my phone and having, like, nails shoot out like a Wolverine because <laughs> I can't use my phone. I mean, that could happen. So I have no idea. Um, I have uh, watched one episode, and so my only reaction to the episode, and hopefully the way this works, is they put me in sequester for about three days, and they say they have to do a little bit of press interviews, and they have to do oh some... Oh, my God. I just asked him one question. And... Uh, uh, I'm not done. Give me, give me the microphone. Okay. And so the way this works is they put you in sequester, and they take your... Measurements for your wardrobe, oh and then you do press. <laughs> How do and, you know it? Because I, I read know. the manual. Okay, I read the manual. Right. This is very boring for other people. Just tell us how you're going to feel. All I asked you was, I'm are gonna you excited? Miss you. Okay. Next question. Uh, uh, yes. Are you um, going to eat all the snacks? Because I heard yes. from... I expect to gain 10 pounds in the Big Brother house like you do... Your freshman year when you don't know anybody and you're living in filth and you're living on the Mount Everest of dirt and pubic hair. <laughs> so I'm going to come out of the big brother house like a, so funny. Like a okay. beach ball. Okay. And pubeless? You I don't know. I, mean, I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go have <laughs> some kind of infection happens. Or I don't expect that, but I mean, you know, the scrubbing process and the lack of cleaning, you know, it's like freshman year. It'll be it'll be like a mountain of pubic hair everywhere. Okay. Oh, God. That's so gross. Okay. And um, what was the other question I had on tap for you before? We have, we have to go finish packing for you so you can get out of here. But, um, 
are you going to actually try to win this thing and like bring home the bacon or just gonna go and do well, your I'm, best I'm, or are you gonna be like they, they, psycho they, of course the goal of course the goal is to win it mm-hmm. i mean of course it's gonna be trying to win it but i have to try to have some <laughs> level of principles i don't want to be like a backstabbing washington maniac okay. you know walking around with a backstabbing machete in the big brother house i mean you know right i've already had that happen to me in washington so you're going so. more for the experience not for the death. yeah i think it's i think it'd be a, it's a fun experience you know and th- for those people that also like have to recognize you can be serious <laughs> and you can take a couple of days off and like live in the big brother I, what you, the mound of pubic hair. No, when I <laughs> it resonates when you though, when I you see me when you see me climbing Mount Pubic Hair, <laughs> and I'm an extra fifteen pounds heavier, like <laughs> Tim Allen and Santa Claus. You know when he couldn't stop eating, uh-huh. then you'll be like, oh my god! I hope my husband gets out of there and can uh-huh. pick up his phone. All right, all right, okay. but I'm I'm letting Let's you guys know I'm looking I'm I'm leave. looking forward to, to to being out there and uh, um and I know. Uh, in my absence, Deirdre's going to kick B-U-T-T on this podcast, so I'll probably just have guest appearances from now on. I have on. to find somebody we'll else to replace Oh, my you. God. All right. Uh, Hold on. Are, okay. Hold on. Right. Love okay. you. Give me a kiss. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Is that the end? That that was crazy. That's I was the end trying of the clip. So hard not, I was really trying so hard not to re-laugh at that ridiculousness, okay? So I, anyway, I love how you got the kiss in there. It's well, That was Anthony. He's so nuts. <laughs> but I, we sounded so exhausted. That's hilarious. So um, I just have to say, he going in, he had no idea what was he was up for. So, I mean, last night, it looks like he's getting his comeuppance because that challenge was funny and not easy. So um, I can't wait. Tonight is the second episode. So hopefully I can stream it from here. I'm having a little bit of a hard time with my phone because I'm out of the country. So hopefully I can check it out because I need more of a good laugh. I I mean, I haven't stopped laughing since I watch and since I listened to our interview slash whatever you want to call that that we just listened to. And by the way, didn't I sound like Hillary Clinton cackling like that? I sounded wicked. Or what do you think, Neil? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I sounded like? Is I don't want to insult you too much. <laughs> no, you can tell me. I can. No, I, can I don't, I don't think you sounded like Hillary. I think Hillary. Uh, Hillary's <laughs> unique. Let's uh, let's put it that way. She's special. So you think yeah. she's running for twenty twenty? I think so. She we'll can't see. get enough. I, I think uh, she just loves it. She's, she's you know, gotta, it's funny she's though when be I speak there. to Democrats, they all say, "God, please no." Oh, Even I know. The they're Dems, sick of her. They're yeah. So, so you're in Davos. Know, we'll it was interesting. So I was watching it. I cracked up the entire show, uh, and I'm texting you oh, during it. And I know you're having, big brother, yeah. It, yeah, I know you're having some yeah. streaming issues. But um, the thing that really took off on social media last <laughs> night and this morning is that Mooch looks like uh, Violet from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You That's know, what it took I off today. I googled it, but I keep trying to remember her last name. It was like. Ah, I can't remember it, but she was like, she wanted the goose that laid the golden egg, remember? And I can't remember her last name. I have to Google it one way. Was it a funny last name? It was. But, uh, yeah, so that getup that he was in broke the internet. Yeah, it was was hilarious. 
broke my um, stomach because I was doubled over in pain from laughter. But, yeah, so I'm here at the World Economic Forum, and um, Anthony's doing his thing, so we'll see how he does. And um, I'm being serious, and I'm being the intellect and the businesswoman in the relationship. <laughs> so uh, every year we host a um, an event with a group called the Wine Forum. It's a charity, and we are not-for-profit, and we uh, come here and we invite a whole bunch of people. And we give them some good wine, and we talk and make introductions, and it's a cool night. I think it's one of the cooler parties here because this place is kind of like the nerd prom. So we try to make it uh, a little bit cooler than the average thing going on here. And um, so that's what I'm off to now. And so I'm literally sitting here decked out, ready to go. You know what I'm curious about? Five feet of snow. Is there a lot of talk? Yeah, you told me that there's a lot of snow there. I mean, it's a tundra here in New York, too. Um, you were telling me. I know. I went from freezing to, like, ice station zebra. <laughs> it's, it's so cold here, and there's literally piles of snow. I'll have to send you guys a picture. We, I'll, I'll tweet it or something. Yeah, tweet it out. See. It's taller than me. Oh, man. So you're, yeah, that's crazy. You're at the World Economic Forum, and I think it's interesting uh, because— uh, United States is not there. They're not representing. Usually, they're the biggest delegation. Um, with the shutdown, President Trump uh, decided mm-hmm. he's not going to go and pulled out. What's the talk over there about it? Honestly, I just literally landed, made made my way up here, so I haven't gone to any of the uh, sessions yet where people are talking about these things. But I was chatting with somebody in the lobby of the hotel and we were commenting on how really there's no world leadership here because everybody is just in turmoil, whether it be the shutdown or just Macron and his situation and um, Theresa May and her disaster with Brexit. So everybody is going through something in their in their own uh, country or in their own you know area that precluded them from making their way here or they just don't even want to come here because it's sort of an embarrassment to show your face on the world stage and have to answer questions about how you're handling things. So it's a different, it's going to be a different vibe because normally we have at least one or two heads of state here talking about interesting things and uh, leading the way by, you know, example, but that's not, that's not really going on these days in the world. So I guess we have to start from the ground up here. Maybe some of the young folks that come to this, like me, will uh, step it up and start setting some precedent on how to handle yourself and um, start the new world order on how to be uh, global and also, you know, get things done in your own country. So that's what this is all about at the end of the day. This is called the World Economic Forum. So it's about much more than the economy, though. It's about you know everything global we're all connected so we'll see i'll let you know when i next week when i actually have attended things the uh sentiment here yeah and and obviously you'll let us know how um important do you think i'll be alone again next week oh boy i don't know he he uh you know it's funny they had some good sound bites with him but i don't know how he's going to compete against um yeah, Ryan Lochte, you know, he's got a he's got a big personality. Also, by the way, I was thinking you had mentioned last week the women you were afraid of. Um, I tell you, that wrestler, whatever her name is, the one with the purple hair uh, or blue yeah, hair, I don't know, colorblind, but uh, blue or Natalie, purple hair. Natalie, Eva Marie, yeah. Right. She looks yeah, like I- she could kick his butt. 
I don't think he's going near her. He might like that. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? He's weird. He might be into it. Probably likes the blue hair thing. Probably different, (laughs) more purple, whatever color it is. But she actually seems pretty cool. So. Yeah, no, um, she does. You know what I wanted to talk about? Sure. I wanted to just go totally haywire. Anthony will probably kill me. But while he's locked up in this house and has no access to social media or anything news related, I am just sitting back and scratching my head. I won't mention any names, but uh, a White House aide that he worked pretty closely with and thought, you know, I thought, I thought, I've never spoken with him about this, had a relationship, kind of threw him under the bus in his new book. And I'm just, I think it's just an overall overarching theme about literally because I heard Anthony say on one of these things on the show that if you and he said it to me before but he asked Tom Green um, what kind of dog should I get because in Washington if you want a friend you should get a dog and and Tom Green is funny and said a pit bull but it just goes to show that literally nobody is really your friend in Washington literally nobody and Chris Christie wrote a book yep and yeah everyone likes to write a book uh, I mean, I Anthony did, did well, but uh, it was Anthony positive. wrote a book, but he didn't toss anybody. It was factual. It wasn't. And... It was based on, uh, you know, on economics and, and on the blue-collar workers. I mean, there was nothing uh, in that book that was uh, Nothing salacious. Yeah, but I exactly. Guess salacious, sells, salacious sells, but I just have to say, like I said, I won't mention any names, but I'm just really, if I could you know, have a word with some of these people. Wait till Anthony gets out of the house and, and hears about it. You know what, though? But he go, he go, can go either way. He's very weird like that. Like, he'll find out about it and really be heated and nuts. Or he'll just be like, eh, whatever. He'll blow it off. I didn't expect. Yeah. So he's kind of hard to read. Sometimes he'll get mad and sometimes he just lets it roll. So we'll find out. But I, I personally, on his behalf, was had to contain myself and not shout the person out on my uh, Twitter feed, but I thought that wouldn't be very motherly. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) I think the guy would remember, though. No, yeah, he would. Couldn't deny it. It's in writing. So it was funny when Anthony walked in and all the celebrities were like, what, the mooch is here? (laughs) And they had no idea like how to react. They weren't sure how to feel, right? Yeah, They weren't sure how to feel about it. And you were in there. Yeah, yeah. They got and, you, and you know, a little cameo. Up. I laughed because they filmed for seven hours, and then that was like the two clips that they put in there. <laughs> so thanks for putting all your shoe marks on my nice rugs to put us in for 10 seconds. And um, I also laughed that James, the entire time, he's such a smart little cookie. The whole entire time they were filming us, he was pointing straight at the camera. <laughs> if you watch it again, you'll be like, oh, yes. So he, he was not very nonchalant about being on film. I guess so Hollywood funny. isn't in his future. <laughs> but so anyway, that's the whole uh, Big Brother thing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And in terms of the shutdown, 
it's two years now that this president has been in office. And I think on the two year anniversary, this is we're at a pretty pitiful, you know, place with this uh, situation. And I really think he overplayed his hand with the shutdown now because there are people who have not been paid, who are not working. We can't seem to come to any sort of agreement with the Democrats. Everybody's up in um, running around with their hair on fire. And I just think it's a very bad look for us, and it needs to be fixed ASAP. It's not great for the economy. No, it's starting to hurt the economy, actually. Of course. I mean, we're going to have to pay these people eventually. And, you know, people will be paid for not working, first of all, which is not very productive. And second of all, it's all going to have to be paid out in one fell swoop, which is not a good thing. And it's just bad. I also was thinking as I was coming through the airport that we're down on TSA workers. They're the ones that check through everyone's bag to make sure that there's nothing harmful or dangerous in the bags. So, you know, when you have a limited staff and they're doing that for hours on end, you get a little bit tired. So not on purpose, but you're definitely not as on point as you would be if you we're working less of a shift. That's a really intense job where you're looking in everyone's bags with all those, all the stuff. And that very crucial. Bring. Oh my God! It's like you can miss one tiny thing, and it could be a you know a major ordeal. Right. So I'm just thinking that's not great. You that's know, not a good thing. One thing I I looked up before because federal workers are set to miss their second paycheck on Friday, and to me, I mean, you never want to miss a paycheck, but. If you're if you have a savings built up as you should, then you know two paychecks. All right, it's not the end of the world. You know you don't need a second job because you missed two paychecks. Um, ne- not necessarily, uh, depending on what your income is. But nearly eighty percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's startling because if you don't have a savings account, and most financial advisors say three to six months of savings you should have uh, of uh, living expenses in your savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a good look if, uh, you know, and, and a lot of stress for you and your family. Uh, and I know that's something Anthony always talks about is just, you know, financial peace. Oh yeah. I'm honestly think about if you have children and you're really not sure where you're going to get the money to go buy them food or whatever it is, or diapers or baby formula or anything, you name it, you know, and that's scary. That's real life, you know, and this is needs to end. That's my really, truly, I believe they, they need to come to an agreement. It's ridiculous now. Look, both so po- both parties are playing politics with people's, you know, people's lives. Um, people's lives. You know, they should have taken note on uh, MLK Day about all of the peace and love that he uh, touted. They should have kind of went off of his sentiments and come together. But, of course, they were off and paid for their holiday. That's what I really pisses me off. If if people, regular people working for the government aren't getting paid, why are they getting paid? Yeah, it's they really should angering. not be getting paid. I mean, it makes no sense. It goes against anything in life that, if, that would make any sense to me. So that is baffling still. Will always go on, though. That's how, how you know, it's Sally, so hard to break these, those things. Sally, these are our leaders. They won't even talk to each other. And, you know, both sides. But the, but Trump is willing to talk, and they won't even. I mean, they just reject him before 
he even speaks. So it's gone to a point, though, I think Democrats even are saying, can can we just like five billion dollars is nothing, you know, and, and I have heard that from several Democrats who are like, just give them the money. You know, yeah, but I he's mean, even they don't saying care. that he he's he came to the table with a decent proposal of just, um, you know, extending DACA for some people who are here and just putting up having enough money to put up a wall for now in the very crucial crucial areas. I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's one of the most reasonable things he's offered. And I think that they're now like a scorned lover who was dumped and, you know, the person comes back to kind of try to woo them back into their good graces. And, and they're just acting like that scorned woman or scorned lover that's like, no way. And they're going on pride. Yeah. So and look, I, conservatives but, aren't happy about that either, by the way, you know, about no, know. giving up DACA. No, I know. But he's trying to compromise. So you can't have it all. You got to do one. You got to you got to been so that both sides are happy or semi-happy. Um, but I was thinking of Bon Jovi because I um, used to love him. He doesn't really make music anymore, but I like him as a guy, and I think he has some pretty cool music from the 80s and 90s. And for a while, he's had that restaurant in Jersey where I you could go and eat um, for free, which I thought was always awesome. But now he is extending it also to people who um, are government workers or federal workers. Um, they're welcome to go and have a free meal on him. So kudos to him. We need more people in the world like Bon Jovi to set an example and spread some love. And um, speaking of another musical artist that I love, Lady Gaga, I don't know if you saw what she said about Pence, but um, she said, and I quote, he's the worst representation of what it means to be a Christian. (laughs) Isn't that not very Christian to say? Yeah, probably. But I think, I mean, she's an outspoken, obviously she doesn't really care what people think about what she says, which I appreciate um, to a point. I just don't know how that's going to help her music career, whatever you believe in. I just don't think it's good policy for an artist to talk politics on on either side. Well, I think most of her followers are of a certain um, demographic, and I think that they're super stuck on her. I don't think it'll ever affect her, to be honest with you. Um, there's, I don't think there's many conservative uh, people who are Lady Gaga fans just because she's so outwardly open about um, sexuality and stuff like that. So I think that probably goes against the grain of any sort of conservative vibe. But um, That's funny. Who doesn't, inter- who doesn't have, you know, I, I, most people don't have anything bad to say about Mike Pence. I mean, you know, you may not agree with him on policy, but he's such a vanilla guy. Well, I think he's boring as boring can be personally. But I think he has some really weird, in my opinion, um, thoughts and beliefs on religion and sexuality and stuff like that. But I think this is coming up really. Why Lady Gaga was even talking about it was because of Karen Pence, the second lady, taking a job um, at that school in Virginia where they're like, you know, they ban certain people and it's just very exclusive and you have to be this and you can't be that. And it's just like, oh, my God, I just laugh because this is where religion just messes us all up because it's supposed to be about love and forgiveness. And it's all about like creating divide and um it just puts these things in place where you're supposed to not like someone if they're this and they're only good if they do that. And it's just really a slippery slope. So 
I don't know. Yeah, I stay off the extremes is, is what it comes down to in, in exactly. any religion. And anything you do, it's like, you know, Anthony will be mistaken for a very right-wing con- you know, conservative because you work for Trump. He's so and the, not, though. And the funny thing is, exactly, he's so socially liberal. Uh, it's, you know, and, you know, even Hannity, when he was on this podcast, said that um, he feels that way, too. He doesn't play that up on his show, but he feels, you know, if that's your life and that's who you are, if you're, you know, if you're a homosexual, if you're whatever, I mean, that's your life, that's who you are, that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't affect uh, him, it doesn't affect me, um, you know, go on with your life. Um, and right, I think exactly. most Republicans feel that way now, um, but uh, for some reason, uh, there, you know, there's a faction of, of people, of these political elites, um, and maybe Anthony would know better about this but um there's a faction of people who feel well you can't talk about that because you're not going to get the conservative donors you know where the big money comes yep. from. it all comes down to money yep that's the politics and and being voted in and keeping your position of power so that's politics for you speaking of but, money before you go because i know you have yep. a uh, skybridge uh, conference and, and yeah, asking to keep this short <laughs> so no, let me i just you know, being that I'm the only one and Anthony isn't going, I just don't want to leave them hanging. That's you gotta, all. But you got to represent, as the kids say. You know? I got to represent. Yep. Rep, rep the mooches. Um, yep. So the Super Bowl is set. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of the games. I, I did. Um, Patriots, Rams in Atlanta on February 3rd. Uh, did you see the ticket prices for this? It's absurd. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. year this comes out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you know what's so interesting is that that just goes to show you that people have so much, there are so many people out there that have more money than we know because if the stadium is filled. Over so people are paying $7,000 yeah. a ticket yeah, to, to go, you know, and that doesn't include having to travel there and stay there and eat and everything else. So by the end of the day, if you take, like, even if you just go two people, you're spending like 20 grand to go see a football game. So I just find it, it's amazing how much sports, um, sporting events can charge, and, and people actually pay it. And people pay it, but it's, it's better to watch on TV anyway, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, but you know what's weird? Like Yankee Stadium and City Field, ever since they upped their prices, there's been a lot of empty seats. But the Super Bowl, for even with people having so many issues with the NFL, they always get the turnout for that one game. So it's just like a national American tradition, I guess, that people – still like and yeah, i and love that people that take day, off for work the much. next day which i oh, think yeah, is ridiculous like, um, either have a food hangover or an alcohol hangover or both so um that's why people don't go to work because they just it starts late and it ends late and people just eat and drink too much it's like a day of gluttony <laughs> it's like thanksgiving right? all over again it is it's worse than thanksgiving because who, who are you rooting for thanksgiving it's like turkey um who am i rooting for you know i cannot in my right mind root for the patriots because i am a new yorker so i'm a giants fan uh but we beat the patriots twice in the super bowl and uh you know there's something about a 41 year old patriots uh, i am gonna root for the patriots i i have my rationale for it but uh you know one of the reasons is giants beat them twice in the super bowl and I used to, I mean, before the Eagles beat them, it was great to say, hey, the Giants are the only team to beat them. Uh, but you know what? There's something special about a 41-year-old quarterback who's still playing at the top of his game. It's something we'll never see again. It's his ninth Super Bowl, which is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I guess there must be something about being married to Giselle Bunchen. By the way, 
I don't know who's dressing Tom Brady, but he comes into the stadium looking like, you know, a real flamboyant uh, person. And then, you he know, probably he probably dresses He probably dresses, but you know what? I let her dress me. Yeah, I mean, she's a model. She's got it going on. Trust me, that's she's my like girl crush idol. <laughs> I mean, I think I think she um she's pretty hot for her age too. So. Wait, wait till your husband finds that out. <laughs> but he's stuck in I the Big Brother knows. house. May never find that out. I know he already knows. We've had that discussion before. Uh-huh. The Giselle uh, Tom Brady discussion because I don't I don't I'm probably one of the only women who doesn't think Tom Brady is is hot. But really. That's for another day. Yeah. I don't know. We can get it more into that next time. So I'm going to go and um, play Mrs. Mooch at this uh, shindig. And um, just picture me like sort of, what's that, snowshoeing my way to the party. And um, hopefully I won't wipe out. Or last year I fainted at a party here in Davos and it was so humiliating. Oh, no. So hopefully I won't do that this year. Did I tell you? Yeah. Last year, you know, you're at an elevation and then you're not sleeping and you're nonstop talking and and you're drinking endless amounts of coffee. And then at night, all you drink is like champagne or wine and there's limited food. So at the end of the day, that all equals like fall backwards at the J.P. Morgan cocktail party. <laughs> and you're dehydrated. And yeah, that's what, it was like altitude sickness and dehydration, and I was like, night, night. So hopefully that won't happen to me this year because I don't have anyone here to catch me this time. <laughs> so wish me luck, and um, good luck tonight to the Mooch on Celebrity Big Brother, second night of the premiere, and we'll have to recap that next week. Hopefully, we'll with or without or him, right? Not right, and um, hopefully without. <laughs> but not because I don't miss or love him, but hopefully he does his thing. We'll so see. it's uh, Neil and the misses again. Yeah, Neil and the misses, and like <laughs> I'll be back in the states, so I could try to bring maybe Baby Mooch or Mini Mooch or somebody to spice it <laughs> bring up. Bring all the Moochies. Probably get. We'll bring them all because you're probably getting sick of me flying solo. So until next Tuesday, I will see you guys on uh, social media and. Um, Keep it real. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.